the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody. And today we have Ruthie on with us from um, our outreach. Um, If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness. Hey guys, I just want to reach out to everybody and say welcome to tonight's show. We're going to be talking about God's calling and we have a special guest. This uh, guest, she's always out with us, helping us. God, she has such a heart for the homeless, and she just likes witnessing. Ruthie, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. My name's Ruthie, and I have been working with Pastor John's since the summer of 2021. Yes. Yeah, so a little over a year, and it's, it's been a blessing to me. You've been a blessing in the ministry. I, you, you, uh, you go out and you, you give prayer. You don't even need to be really asked. You're asking for prayer for these people, and you're out there giving it. And it's a blessing to watch you just witness to people and let God let them know what God has done for you. And you know, what do you think? I think she ought to stay around a while. I, I think, think so, too. I think she needs to stay for a long time. You know, I, we get out there and talk to a lot of the men, and I've gotten to where now, uh, Ruthie's a very good prayer, by the way. She kind of motivates me in, in my prayer. But um, now we have somebody that when we have women that, that we can go to pray with, uh, we call Ruthie over. Oh, yes. And even though we do pray, it's all, they always feel more comfortable when they have a woman pray with them. So you've been a huge access, access, <laughs> asset to us out there uh, with dealing with some of the women on the street. You've counseled some people out there, too. So, uh, yeah, I've been a big asset. She really has, and um, I enjoy <laughs> having her out there. Um, she's a big part of the team. She... Uh, she brings uh, certain stuff with her. She brings hand warmers and um, toothpaste and toothbrushes and rags and soap. And am I missing anything else? I think a few other things you had out there. Um, yeah, hygiene items, toothbrushes, toothpaste, washcloths, uh, wipes. Yeah. Whatever I think they might need that might make their life just a little bit better. She, she also brings sweets out. 
Yeah, I bring. That makes my life a little better. <laughs> yeah, I always catch them in there eating. You and Phil, <laughs> I gotta keep an eye on you guys. But you know, it is a blessing to have you on the show today, um, Ruthie. We're we're doing a segment today on um, God's calling. I'll go ahead and start us off, and then I just want you to let people know about how God brought you into the ministry and what you. Um, what, what really God's calling for you. So I'll go ahead and lead us off. I'm, folks, I'm going to be reading out of Luke 10, 1 today. And this is what the Lord Jesus was talking to the, uh, to his disciples and other disciples. It says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples, and they sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. I like that because um, he's not only sending out his 12 that he worked with, he's sending out 72 others. And these 70 other two were going out to other towns and places that he planted on to visit. But the greatest thing is about it, it, it's about these men and women were called out there by the Lord to preach the good news and the gospel to, to the others. Just what we're trying to do here. And, and you know, I just wanted to say, folks, um, to be evangelists and to go out and t- tell about God, you don't have to be. You can share your story. That's all it is. It's just a testimony. But I like it because a lot of people think, well, you need a ministry. You need all this stuff to back you up. I want to let you remember the boy that I remember the disciples when um, Jesus was up there preaching on the mountain and they were needed some food. Mm-hmm. And the boy had five loaves of bread and two fishes, right? Well, they need to feed something. And here it didn't, wasn't much, but it fed everybody. And uh, that's what Jesus does. Jesus gets you when you're out there preaching the word and giving the message that he'll help you. He'll get the things going. He'll give you everything that you need. So every time I think about that, about the boy and the five loaves and the fish, it reminds me that I need not to lie on myself, but to rely on God's. So I know where my calling came, Ruthie. I was just wondering what led you to have a heart for the homeless or to join up in the ministry. Can you give us a little share on that? Sure. I serve on the um, cost team at Skyline Church. It's the community outreach service team. And my husband started going to Skyline during the pandemic um, because it was open. (laughs) And uh, we wanted to get plugged in. So that was what we joined. We joined the the cost team. Uh, We both had a heart for service. And uh, with the cost team, we started serving downtown at God's Extended Hand. And we went down there with our group every month and served a meal to the homeless and gave a message. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. And then God's Extended Hand closed down. And I I believe uh, Pastor Tim, who leads our cost team, he met with you, Pastor John, and uh, found out more about your ministry and he sent a few of us out to your ministry to check it out and report back to him. And there was four of us that went out there. And uh, I'm the only one that stuck with it. <laughs> you had the heart. That's the I do. I, I have a heart for the ministry. Um, that's a gift from God. He, he's given me a, a heart to help the less fortunate. I, I personally am, am uh, very, very fortunate. But, but seeing those that are less fortunate, it's very humbling to me. Um, I, I'm a widow. I, I lost my husband very suddenly and unexpectedly in uh, 2021. 
And uh, although I'm grieving and, you know, this is a hard season for me, I still have a house and, and I have a bed and I have food in my cupboards even while I'm grieving. But as you know, there are people on the streets that are grieving the loss of their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't have a, a bed to sleep in or a roof over their heads. And, and they're still in grief. And, and honestly, I can't imagine that. Um, yeah. That, that, really, that really kind of stabs me in the heart. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, when you're out there and yeah, it's a difference of going by or being by going to the grocery store and looking over and seeing someone homeless. When you're out there and you're working with them and you're developing a relationship with these people, you see a whole different side of this person. And yeah. and, and then you get to know who this person was. There, there are people just as like you and I that came on to some bad times, not to say that they didn't bring it on themselves sometimes, but there's other cases out there that we know that circumstances a loss of job financing maybe in a hospital or something they couldn't afford the rent and then next thing you know they're caught up in the world i mean caught up out being outside out there as a homeless person so there's a little there's different circumstances for each and every one but they all have one thing they have a heart and they're a person and when you get past seeing with your eyes and um and feeling by your heart you get to realize and meet people. I know that you met a few out there and got a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the homeless have a kind of a bad reputation. People think that they're not working, they're lazy, they're on drugs, and there is some of that. Oh, yes. But most of them, I think, are just um, unfortunate. They've, they've come upon unfortunate circumstances and hard times, and they find themselves living in, in their cars, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping in their cars. And um, it, to me, it's humbling because I think that could happen to just about anyone. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a, a kind, of, kind of a lost feeling for someone to reach that point because mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they get on the street, it means they've exhausted all of their resources. And then they hit the street. Where do they turn? They don't have anywhere to turn. They don't have any resources to help them get back off the street. And so they're kind of stuck there. And uh, I was thinking you were talking about mourning. It came to mind was Matthew and Nathan's mother. Oh, yes. She was on the street out there with Lori. them as well. Uh, she told me one time she was out there t- to watch over her boys. Uh, Nathan came to Christ. Yes, he did. And has done very well. Mm-hmm. Matthew is still, he, he's come to Christ, but he's still struggling with the drugs. But when she passed away, the first place they went, they came out where, where we were, knowing we were there, to get prayer, to encourage them to get through this uh, time of mourning that you're talking about. So, you know, even though whether they believe or not, they know where they can go get comfort, and that's yes. through Christ. Amen on that. And and, and the thing about that, too, <clears throat> folks, is that um, when you're out there sharing with them, they really don't know you. We don't know them. We build that re- uh, relationship with them. And then when they get to know what you're about and how you're helping people, it's then, then they realize that you're working with them. You, you, get, you get a different perspective. They, they start opening up and they start sharing their life with you. Then you start seeing the tragedy and how they became out there. Because what we hear upon the media and other things um, is not the whole story. We get little glimpses and pieces of it. 
So um, I know that you build a couple of relationships out there with the ladies. Um, can you go on in a little detail with that? That maybe you can say about it, like with your prayer or anything like that. Do they share a lot with you? I I know the guys come up to me and they'll sit there and say, "Hey, John, I got this going on in my life. I need help with this or that." Do they ever call upon you to come up and pray for them, or do you just usually give them prayer? Um, yeah, I, I really believe in the power of prayer. Amen. I, I know that there's power in prayer because God answers prayers, and God is a powerful God. So I like asking people if they're in need of prayer. I think everyone needs prayer. And, um, you know, all I do is ask, and they'll open up, and they'll they'll share what's going on, and that gives me a chance to uh, maybe lay hands on them and pray over them and speak words of encouragement over them, and that makes a difference. Yes. I I know we got an average of uh, come to church uh, with the homeless out there that we work with between three to seven a week come out um come to church so it, i i get to see it because we're out there and then they come to church there um but uh but the greatest thing is i love it because i have seen them go from the ever since they got a relationship with god have been growing you can just see them grow and grow and grow and like we um we seen carl we mentioned that oh, last yeah. week carl has been we've been like Blaine says we talk about him all the time here was a man who was down in the dumps. We, we were going out, picking up trash for the city. We were doing a community uh, trash uh, detail and going out and doing that. And they all volunteered. We didn't even say, hey, do you need you know this, this? They wanted to do it to give back to the community. A lot of people don't realize that. And they didn't do it because they had to pay fines. They did it because they wanted to have a cleaner city. That's yeah. what got me, yes. Yes, and not only did the ones volunteer, but as we went around, there were a couple that's what we're doing. So we told them they joined in with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so we, we get that, and you see these uh, people that want to do this. That's what led me back in, folks, with you about um, when we talk about God's calling. God called me to give out the message. I'm sure he did it to you, Ruthie and um, Ed. And I love giving out the message, but I, I like to give a scripture here. It was in Luke ten twenty, if I remember right. Let me make sure if that was it. Yes, it was. But I want you, I want you to hear this because I didn't. A lot of people don't realize this. And it says, Jesus is when Jesus um, was talking to his disciples, the 72 came back in, and he said, um, Lord Jesus, you, you won't believe it, that, but the demons obeyed me, and we used your name. And they were really excited about that. And so Jesus was, and Jesus told them, said, hey, look, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So it tells you when Jesus was around, when he seen Satan falling. So he was there before time, okay? So next thing you know, I love the scripture. And here in Luke 10, 20, it says, But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. This is it, folks. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. You go out and you preach the word of God. You tell people about how your story, what how your testimony is. You tell it. Um, you you can tell it to your family. You can tell it to your coworkers. You can tell it. There's always a place for you to witness, and you don't know who you're going to touch when you witness. I I love witnessing, and but I just want to let you know that your name is registered. They got you down. They know who is down here preaching. So um, it, it lifts me up really a lot um, about that. Um, and you know what it is? A lot of people get stuck. 
I always think about Lot and his wife. And when they had the, they left, they had the angels pulling them by hand saying, let's go, let's, we're going, but don't look back. What made her to go to a new place now? They were bringing her out of this horrible place to look back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. We're called to be the light. We're supposed to have salt. But she became stuck. I wonder sometimes, folks, that we get in the, um, the pews in there, and we sit there, and we get stuck. And we and because either we're focusing back and we're not looking forward, I think that we need to get unstuck and start giving the message because we do have a harvest that's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Times and you can just see the way the world is going, and um, there's nothing better than winning someone over to the Lord or right. seeing them grow in the Lord. So um, that's what I kind of felt. Yeah. Um, just yes. just kind of follow that up. She she looked back, and what caused her to turn to salt is she looked back with longing. Yes. She wanted to remain in the past, and God was moving her forward. There's nothing wrong with looking back because you learn lessons from looking back. That's right. But that's not your that's not the direction you're going. You yeah. got to look back, learn what you can learn to help you move forward. That, that was her problem. She did not look forward. She was looking back longingly at the past. Absolutely. So that's where God led me. He, um, I, I know I had to sit in the pew for a little time. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you shouldn't be stuck there. You should be, you know, you need to let people know. You, let, you need to let your family know. And you need to definitely let the people that you care about, the God, um, about God. Um, I know that I had to sit there because I knew I went through the ministry and I knew where God was leading me. But where was it where I was really needing to be? And um, God will always open up those doors for you to put you in this place. Ed, Ruthie, the one you got. What was that? Was you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was just looking here at uh, Psalm 37. Verses 4 and 5, and I think it's kind of the attitude we have to take. It says, take desire in the Lord, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. And that's that's what we do. Is we Everything is dependent upon the Lord. We work under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and that's... Uh, it's amazing how many times people will come up and ask you questions or have a problem that you want to counsel, and you hear words coming out of your mouth. You're thinking, where did that come from? And usually you say, and that's good advice. Yeah. Because you know it's coming from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, God does open up doors for you, and I'm, I'm grateful that he opened up the, the, the door for me to serve in this ministry and the reason I like serving in this ministry is because it's making a difference. People are coming to Christ. People are rededicating their lives to Christ. People are getting off the street. This ministry is making a difference. And God is working. I can see God working through you both oh, and, and working in this ministry. And that's where I want to be. I want to be where God is working. Amen. And, uh, so it's an honor for me to be a part of this ministry and to see God working. You know, Ruthie, um, I'll never forget that. You told, you said that one time, and we were out there, and I heard that. And she goes, I want to be where I see God. And that stuck in my head, and I thought, my, you're so right. That's where I want to be, too. And you know what? It's not only the homeless 
we're touching people who are outside of the parks in there. Have you yes. ever noticed that too? Yes. Yes, people walk up and, and say, hey, what's going on here? What are you doing? I want to share that story. How about that gentleman that you ran into? You asked him, would you like to have a little prayer? Do you oh, remember? Okay, yeah, yes. his name was Daniel. Yes, it was. And he was walking by with his dog, and uh, he, he heard us talking about God, and he was kind of leaning over, listening a little bit, but kind of doing his own thing. And, um, yeah, I, I sensed he was a Christian, and I, I sensed he, he might need prayer, so I asked him if, if he needed some prayer, and he was a little, a little shy at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he said, yeah. And so we were able to gather around him and, and, and pray over him. And you could just really feel how touched he was. You know, he got, he got choked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The he spirit was near tears. Yeah. We finished praying for him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got up there next to you and I said, okay, Ruthie, good job. Because, you know, we're just touching people. Um, many of people like the pot- pottery, uh, not pottery game, but the baseball game. Um, you know, would be walking by. They hear the message. They stop. Got into it. Uh, matter of fact, Blaine, um, Blaine was doing that, and um, and a couple was going over to their son's game, and they heard. And the husband froze. He just was listening, and the the, the mother, uh, his wife, was trying to pull him to keep him going. And he sat there, and he just he was just captivated on Blaine giving the message. And that was something that you're you're touching certain people out there. So God puts you and use you if you want to be used, folks. You just um, have to let him direct you to it. But he's not going to force you off the couch or he's not going to force you off the pew. He's he, You're going to have to make that, that effort to go and do it. And, um, and once you do it, he'll put you in the right spot. And so I just don't – I don't want to see anybody um, – not doing their calling um, is letting them know about God. We, um, I'm not ashamed about Jesus, um, and I, you know, I know in the fire department when I was in working in there, oh, it wasn't. I'm not saying it's a, you know, that there wasn't a lot of Christians in there. It was just very few in my, my, in my, my station in my department. But um, and but it wasn't something that I wanted. I was excited because I wanted to know, you know, so. And it's funny because if when t- their times were down, they would come to you and ask for prayer, or they would ask for your advice, just like what we see out there with uh, PD and stuff. They'll come up and ask some questions too, and over time, and you know we deal a lot with that, but um, and stuff. So God is watching you, but we're their light, and so you know I'm just going to leave it there. You guys, I'll let you guys go ahead and say anything you like to add in. Ruthie, anything you want to add? Yeah, I do. I would like to share First Thessalonians 2, 4. that says, On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people but God who tests our hearts. And Amen. I think that can be a real challenge. I think it could be a real challenge not to try to please people. Amen. But instead try to, to please God. And I think it's something that we all need to keep in mind. Amen yeah. on that. It's, uh, last Sunday there, the, our pastor was given a sermon, and he was talking about Jesus washing the feet. And his message was that as a leader, you need to humble yourself. And as leaders, that's sometimes where you get puffed up. People compliment you. Absolutely. So it, you're right. It is hard to do. Absolutely. I love it. Um, 
you know, guys, um, I am so uh, so proud of you, Ruthie. You 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 have you have done so much out there in um, the ministry. I am so grateful to have you in the ministry. You don't know how much I'm just so happy to have you. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing, definitely for the people out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just can't, you know, if I ever lost you, I, I'd be I'd be lost, okay? <laughs> so don't go anywhere, all right? <laughs> but no, I just you're just you just have that that heart and it really shows. And you know, your reward is our my reward is is making someone's life change. That is the greatest reward that I can you know that I get. One day in heaven we'll get to be with them. And that's that's going to be the greatest reward, you know. So I'll let you guys finish up. I got your last set, say show, and then I got to close with the show. So throw your last two cents in there if you like to. Well, I'm not going anywhere. It, it, it's an honor for me to be a part of the ministry. And um, I really have a great desire to make a difference. So I, I, I hope that's the case. I hope I'm making a difference. You are. You're yep. making a great difference. And it is a ministry you're called to. I don't. It, you don't have a calling to go out and work, and not everyone does uh, work with the homeless. I mean, uh, and not everyone does. I mean, you can help by support, either financial or in prayer, but not everybody has the call. So when somebody comes out and starts dealing with people like you have, then we know it's a calling. God has called you to be there, and we're glad to have you. Amen on that. Well, folks, I hope this has been encouraging to you. I just was just I'm hoping that this message will touch you. It's God's calling. Find out where you can be a service. God can use you anywhere and everywhere. Just all you have to do is just stand in, stand in the power of God, Jesus, and just ask Jesus, give me, help me to do this, and He will get you through it. Folks, I just want to say, um, hey, Ed, I would like to give out your number, if sure. you would. Um, if you need any prayer or if you're looking maybe to join into a team or anything, I want you to give Ed a call. His number, hey, Ed, I'll, I'll go ahead and give it to you. It's uh, His number is 619-252-0060. His name is Pastor Ed Brody, and you, his number again is 619 619- Two five two zero zero six zero, and please do not call at two o'clock. In oh the yes, please do. <laughs> uh, reach out to him, give him a call. We'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. I'd like to say to Javier at Sombreros, your family. I really appreciate you and your family. You guys help us out giving the burritos to the homeless. I also like to give a shout out to uh, Goodwill with Anna and Kim over there. I thank you, Kim and Anna, for the clothes that you supply. Goodwill, I appreciate that. How about Jeremy over at Skyline? Hey, Jeremy, thanks a lot for all your help. And Tim, we appreciate that. And also Stephen Forsythe at the Oklahoma Westland Church. Hey, Steve, we appreciate all your help. Folks, I hope this has been a blessing tonight. Um, Remember, let's preach the Word of God. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. 
take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.